Hello and welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is, a weekly podcast that takes a look at popular songs of the past and dives into their history, their meaning, or any other things that might be of interest surrounding those songs. My name is Claude Call, but I think the stigma from that one might have worn off a little bit by now. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, well, probably the best way is to find me on Twitter at HowGoodItIsPod. Or you can leave a comment on the website, howgooditis.com, where you can find some additional trivia, some follow-ups, and some other stuff that I found interesting. And I know the podcast is a day late, but the fact is I'm going to be moving to a Saturday delivery schedule just because, uh, you know, my real life work and that, that sort of thing is kind of getting in the way. And I, I don't want to wind up with a, you know, sometimes Friday and sometimes Saturday. So I'm going to go to a regular Saturday schedule, okay? You know, a lot of things can go wrong during the recording process. For instance, Led Zeppelin's song, The Ocean, which was recorded in a manor house in England, has a telephone ringing a couple of times at about the minute and a half mark. Nobody really noticed it at the time, so it remained in the final recording. Here's another example. At the 4.52 mark during Steely Dan's Asia, you can hear drummer Steve Gadd's uh, drumsticks clicking together. Now, given that Steely Dan was a band known for being very exacting with their sound, there's been some debate in the entire 40 years since over whether that was a mistake that wasn't caught or if it was meant to be part of the recording. Finally, The Who's Eminence Front has a weird goof in it during the first chorus. Pete Townsend, singing lead, sings the words, Behind an Eminence Front, while Roger Daltrey, on backup, sings, It's an Eminence Front. But that puts Townsend a syllable behind Daltrey. It's discordant, and really, there's nothing good about it. And and, and this is like the best song on a bad album. (laughs) Don't get me started even on the audio problems in the video they released. But... Goofs are goofs, and they're bound to turn up from time to time because you just can't catch everything. However, during today's show, we're going to look at a few goofs that were caught, but the artist decided that they liked the mistake better than the intended sound. Here's our first example. The first big hit for the police, Roxanne, contains an atonal piano chord and the sound of Sting laughing. Have a listen. So here's what happened. When he was recording the vocals for the track at Surrey Sound Studios, Sting accidentally sat down on a keyboard. That's the odd piano chord you hear. That chord, plus his subsequent laugh, were part of the vocal track, so they could have easily erased it without sacrificing the rest of the recording. But they liked the way it sounded, so they left it in. Now, the Mamas and the Papas, I Saw Her Again, has a goof right before the last verse. Denny Doherty appears to come in too early, stops, and then starts singing again. And that's kind of what happened, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. This was something called a punch-in error, and it takes place during the recording and mixing process when you're working with tape. Punching in involves changing a single track on a tape recorder from the playback mode to the record mode at a certain point in playback so that a new track can be recorded. In this case, the music part of the record was done, and those tracks were in place. And now they're working on laying down the vocal track on the same segment of tape. So the music tracks are playing through the machine, and at a specific point, the engineer will punch in, meaning that he flips the vocal track, which has nothing on it at that point, from the playback position to the record position. The engineer, Bones Howe, punched in a few beats too early. Denny Doherty must have seen Howe do the punch-in, so he started to sing. When Doherty realized that he'd started early, he just stopped, and so did Howe. They backed up the tape a little bit, and they restarted, and Howe punched in at the right moment, and Doherty started singing at the right point. 
It wasn't until afterward when they played it back that they realized that Doherty's false start was still on the recording. But Lou Adler, the producer, loved the way it sounded and insisted that it be left in. So in this particular case, it was two simultaneous mistakes by two different people that created the sound of one of their most popular singles. Now, I record this podcast in mono because it's mostly just me talking, and I like to say bandwidth on your part. But if you listen to the song in stereo, you'll realize that throughout the song, Doherty is recorded primarily in the left channel, but the false start appears in the right channel. So that might also explain why it wasn't originally heard in the re-record. Now, a similar thing happened when the Kingsmen were recording Louie Louie, but for a different reason. The Kingsmen were essentially a garage band, and as such, they had a much less sophisticated recording technique. Bottom line is that instead of doing multi-track recording and all that, they were recording with a little bit more than a boom microphone that was suspended over the band, with Jack Eli hollering up at the boom, and that's why he's so hard to understand. But Eli also made an unintentional change to the song. See, the Kingsmen weren't following the original Richard Berry recording. They were emulating the version recorded by Rockin' Robin Roberts and the Wailers, which had a slightly different beat signature. Eli taught the others to do the song in a 1-2-3-1-2-1-2-3-1-2 beat instead of the 1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4 beat that was on the Wailers record. And that led to a mistake on Eli's part, because since they were emulating the Wailers, there's an extra restatement of the riff before the singer comes back in. Unfortunately, Eli started the next verse, which begins, Me See Jamaica, A Moon Above. Eli realized his error and stopped after Me See, and while most of the band didn't realize what he'd done, the drummer, Lynn Easton, covered the pause with a drum fill, which coincidentally is one of my favorite fills ever. Have a listen. The result was so good that most bands now emulate the mistake when they play the song. Okay, let's do one more. Now, for those of you who don't know any better, this is the opening to the song Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. And it's supposed to sound all staticky and tinny because it's emulating the sound of a distant AM radio signal. And somebody enters the room and gets ready to play the uh, guitar along with the radio. So if you listen very carefully, you can hear somebody cough and then sniffle. And that's actually David Gilmore. Now, he didn't intend to do that. He was just going to come in and play along with the guitar, okay? But the problem is that Gilmore was a pretty heavy smoker at that point, And he literally just hocked up a loogie, I guess. Uh, he, he had to cough. And supposedly it was the sign to him that it was time to quit smoking, and clearly it was. And it was indeed, and he did quit smoking. But once again, it was one of these situations where when they listened back to it, well, it sounded like some guy entering the room and just getting ready to sit down and play. So they left it in, because it sounded good. So, so you think you could tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Mm -hmm. 
And that's all she wrote for this edition of How Good It Is. This is another well I'm going to come back to. I like this one. Listen, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at howgooditispod. Or you can check out the show's website, howgooditis.com, where I throw in a few extra bits for you. Hey, don't forget, by the way, um, if you are listening through your favorite podcatcher, whether you're using iTunes or Podcast Republic or Casbot, whatever you happen to be listening to, please take the time to uh, leave a rating on the show because that helps me to bubble up a little bit. All right? I'd appreciate that. Next time, we are going to discover just how good it is to spend some time in El Paso. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you then. <laughs>